welcome to the stage, Mike Zakarian. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome back. Bandy's ready. Bandy's ready to go. And he's like, what's going on? Why? Like, You just saw Kelsey leave. He's like, this sucks. I'm stuck. But but you know what? We're all stuck. You know what I mean? We're all stuck. I uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Good to be back. We got, we just, you know, a little chaos yesterday on Father's Day, right? We had the U.S. Open, which ended at like 11. Uh, it wasn't that late, but it ended late, which like threw me for a loop because I'm not used to golf ending when it's dark outside. Uh, we had that. We What else did we have yesterday? We had, oh, yeah, Bradley Beal getting dealt. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We had the draft this week. We've got some more hot stove topics for trades. Uh, a little bit of everything. We had a little bit of everything. Uh, who do we got this morning? Boston base. He's up in here. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. That's right. What's up, DC1? Thanks for being here. Sneeps is here. We got Boston base. Says, Today marks 10 years since the untimely death of Tony Soprano actor James Gandolfini. R.I.P. Snoopaloops in here. Letting us know it's National Garfield Cat Day. That's great. Jump shooties here. We got the common man, Matic Auto, regulator. Regulator, we got to talk, man. You were saying Scoot Henderson this whole time, and now we're seeing the needle move. It sounds like Scoot is back on the table for him. Uh, Joker Rock up in the house. Dustin's up early, Dustin. What trailer's dropping? We get some Indiana Jones alpha. What's happening? Uh, Dustin's in the chat. 18 days until Summer League. You're absolutely right. We're going to be talking about that soon. Stubbs in the house. Who else? Who else? Homies is here. J-Fog, we the people. All these fun people are here. Uh, let's uh, listen. We'll fire up a little giveaway for a little hustle and slow action, right? So like the stream, subscribe, hashtag Beal, drop that into the chat. We'll fire up a little something, something towards the end after we're done talking shooty hoop. So yeah, we're going to talk, um, some trades today. Uh, we'll talk some, uh, draft, which again, we are going to be live at the draft on Wednesday with our guy, Jay catch, which is going to be fun. Phil Rowe in the house said, scoot, scoot. Sons will be crap. I like this. I like this because uh, it's like scoot, scoot. We're talking about the draft and then just comes out of nowhere with a <laughs> F the Suns. Yeah, let's let's dive into that. Well, no, first, let's. Well, yeah, we'll be at the draft on Wednesday. Uh, other than that, well, this is going to be the schedule this week. So uh, I'm sorry, the draft is on Thursday. I keep saying Wednesday. It's on Thursday. So we're going to have the NBA bit on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Wednesday, we're going to do something a little later in the day. So no NBA bit on Wednesday morning. So just so people know, uh, we're going to start rotating into the summer schedule a little bit. And I'm always dead on Wednesdays because I'm out on Tuesday nights. So instead of just, you know, persevering, we're going to rest our bodies. It's the off season. We're going to rest our bodies. Mike Bassett in the house as well today. So let's get into the deal. Uh, announced yesterday by Shams, by Woj. By just Chris Haynes, everybody, everybody dabbled into it. Chris Paul, Landry Shamit face, and a bunch of second round picks or pick swaps went to Washington for Bradley Mother F and Beal. That is the deal. That's it. That's it. Uh, Phoenix Suns Bradley Steel, if you will. That's all they gave up. Uh, there are reasons to be a little nervous if you were Phoenix, as I'm going to pull up something here. Um, but man, I like, again, if you told me at the beginning of this past NBA season, NBA seasons past, that Bradley Beal was going to get traded. I mean, what do you guys think the, what do you think it would have been, right? It would have been way, you just, the fact that it's Chris Paul, Chris Paul, who is my age, that was like the headline part of the deal was a 38 year old guard. And you know what? Shouts to Chris Paul, because right now, he is on Good Morning America talking about his book that just came out, 61, which is actually a beautiful story. And like I, the day after he gets like, happy Father's Day, Chris Paul, you're, you're leaving Phoenix and now you're going to go on national TV. You're also on the West Coast. You're on Good Morning America at 830. Um, we the people said, I thought CP3 was released, though. Yeah. So let's talk Chris Haynes, right? Chris Haynes reported a couple days ago. I mean, a couple weeks ago that Chris Paul was going to get uh, released by the Phoenix Suns. And then almost like two hours after that, they're like, well, not so fast uh, that Chris Paul wasn't getting released because there was probably going to be some trade situation happening. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of wild that this is all Washington is getting in return. And I, I guess if you're Washington and you're trying to talk yourself into it, you're like, hey, you know, we we have to hit the rebuild mode, right? We can't continue to to spend a lot of money on dudes like Beal, Kuzma, and Porzingis and finish 11th in the Eastern Conference. We have to bottom out and start rebuilding. Well, listen, 
Why didn't you come up with that idea last year? You just saw everybody bend over backwards to try to get this nine foot nine alien Frenchman, Victor Wembayama on your team with the first round pick. That's why we saw Detroit be like, hey, Kate Cunningham, why don't you stay home? Hey, Houston Rockets, we're just going to let Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. take as many shots as they want. Hey, San Antonio Spurs, we're going to go full Popovich and just load manage the shit out of our guys. But instead, the Wizards are like, dude, let's grind out an 11th seeded place. Let's not, let's not tank yet. And then they tanked at the very end. They tanked at the very end of the season. They waited too long. And now they're going to decide to do it. And, and I mean, I'm sure, listen, I'm sure there's going to be some great top picks next year too. But I mean, categorically, this was the, this past season was the year to do it, right? And I guess like they bring in new management, right? Michael Winger from the Clippers. You've got the dude from OKC who just came over. They're like, let's let's flex our let's flex our tanking muscles and move off it. I mean, they had to do it at some point. But basically, the highlight of this deal was just contract. I mean, just like cap relief. That's essentially what it was for. So just wild stuff from Washington and Zach Harper of the Athletic talk hoops on Twitter. He kind of shared like what the second round picks and picks offs were because you got to remember Phoenix didn't have a lot of their picks because they all went to Brooklyn for the Kevin Durant deal, right? So these are the picks that were like available. So their their current first round pick goes to Brooklyn. Uh next year's first round pick can't be traded because they already traded all those first rounders and you're not allowed to just trade consecutive ones. So they have to keep their next year one. Their 2025 goes to Brooklyn. 2026 same thing can't trade that one because you can't can trade consecutive first rounds. 2027's first rounder goes to Brooklyn. 2028, they own with a pick swap with Brooklyn, own their second round pick. First round in 2029, owned to Brooklyn as well. So like they have just like pick swaps that late, late in the year that they could do. But man, regulators said Wizards will probably keep the pick they owe the Knicks this trade. That helps a little. Yeah, I guess. So like, congratulations. You're like, you canceling out bad deals of pass. Phil says all the wizards got back was a washing machine. Yeah. It's just kind of nuts from the Washington side of things. It's like a real tough scene. Now it sounds there was rumors that Porzingis is going to pick up his player option. I think, um, otherwise both of them are going to be, uh, unrestricted free agents, right? Uh, both the coups and Bradley Beal, but let's go to the Phoenix side of things, right? So in a vacuum, as, as the professionals say in a vacuum, I mean, they got Bradley Beal for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and then just a sprinkle of garbage. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So now you pair up Bradley Beal, DeAndre Ayton, because they, somehow they haven't moved DeAndre Ayton yet. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. On paper, that looks great, right? That looks like a really good deal. And I guess, I guess it is. I guess it is a good deal. We should just say it like that for this season anyways. But right, they have four players under contract. That's it. Four players under contract for the Phoenix Suns. And starting next season, starting next season, Bradley Beal will be making over 50 million a year. Kevin Durant will be making over 50 million a year. Devin Booker will be making over 150 million. 150 million of their cap is made up between those three dudes. So basically, you need guys who are like, I just want to win a championship ring. And I will take 1.4 million a year for a shot at that, right? Isn't that kind of nuts that all their luxury cap is just like sucked up already, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, and like the fact that we're just saying like, hey, Josh Kogi, baby. Don't worry, Josh Kogi. He's the fifth. He's the fifth guy. So I don't know. I mean, does it address some of their issues that they had in this season, um, this past season, right? Because the thing that we were like, holy shit, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker on the same squad, having Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, right? DeAndre, I, like, does Monty Williams and now Chris Paul leaving, does that open the door for DeAndre Ayton to be like, hey, guys, it was never me. My vibes are good. I like video games, but I don't like getting yelled at by short men. And maybe they're just like, hey, let's a fresh start. Or... Or are we going to see in the next like week or so some other deals getting floated around? We already saw, I saw a bunch of people tweet out their trade machine work where it was like DeAndre Ayton for Miles Turner and TJ McConnell. Shout out TJ McConnell, baby. Get those 5'2 white dudes, mm -mm -mm -mm, right? Cutting it up. 
I also like from the Celtics side of things, I saw some like Malcolm Brogdon, Luke Cornett, and a pick or something for DeAndre Ayton, which is a Celtics fan. I'm lock and load. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. So it'll be interesting to see what the Suns do from there. Cause I I mean, like DeAndre Ayton's probably the best player out of all the like guys that we just named. Uh, but he makes the most. He's gonna make the most, right? Because he's got his big deal. Uh, and he's got some weird vibes. So I don't know. I don't know. Do they just take a couple of quarter, like 25 cent guys, like four 25 cent guys to make up the dollar that is DeAndre Aiden? I don't know. I don't know, but it'll be really fascinating to see what their move is next. I do think like if they run it back with Aiden or if they did that like Turner McConnell deal, maybe they get a couple of dudes who are, I don't know, to fill in the roster, but they still don't have guys that can play defense. That's what's so crazy about it. Frank Vogel hired as the Phoenix Suns coach. He's like the defensive guru, right? That was his thing when they won the chip in the bubble with the Lakers. He, there was just like one of the most strong, one of the strongest defensive teams in the league. If not the, I think it was the strongest team in the league, the Ohio State, uh, like the strongest defense in the league. You bring him to Phoenix, you're like, oh, dude, he's going to be a defensive mastermind. And they're like, oh, yeah? Well, let me give you an old Kevin Durant who's been hurt a bunch of times. Let me give you Devin Booker, who admittedly played better defense this year. Uh, and then Bradley Beal. That's your defense. And then Josh and Kogi. Josh and Kogi let a Kogi cook. So I, I don't know how much this actually raises the ceiling from Phoenix. I mean, I guess it does a little bit. I don't think I think Vogel is a good coach. I, I'm not going to go ahead and say Vogel is trash. I think Vogel is a good coach. But now, I mean, it it changes it. It changes it a little bit. I mean, Bradley Beal, dude, you're paying him 46 million, I think, this year, and then three consecutive years of 50 plus million dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's and he's over 30 now, which that's when people die. <laughs> That's how we talk about 30-year-olds. That's when people die, baby. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about it in the chat? Like, do you think this makes do you think this makes Phoenix legit title contenders? I mean, the other way to look at it is you you could make the argument that Phoenix was the second best team in the West and they just happened to lose to the team that won the finals. So, like if Denver wasn't there, maybe Phoenix goes on a finals run. And so now you're saying, hey, they didn't have Chris Paul. They upgraded Chris Paul to Bradley Beal. We've seen Bradley Beal be a playmaker before, right? Bradley Beal for a couple of seasons averaging over five assists a game. We saw Devin Booker average over five assists a game. So we saw how he was able to like run point. So if you're able to go back and forth. I saw in, this is like a true sicko daily fantasy sports, so rare nugget. But I saw Jordan Goodwin uh, alerted his agent or the athletic or whoever it was that he was being included in like the the trash being moved over in this deal. So if Jordan Goodwin goes to Phoenix, I sneaky like Jordan Goodwin. Um, not I don't think he could be like your starting point guard on a really good team. But I think that's that adds a little like weird guard depth to put out there. Um, but the fact that it was mentioned as like, well, Phoenix is getting Jordan Goodwin. I think that's a, I think that's a little bit issue. Phil says play in max one injury and they're done. Uh, play in, I mean, max for the play in. No, I don't. I think they're better than a play in team. I think they're way better than a play. In team. I still think they finished like top four. Right. I, I don't trust the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers are taking a step back. So I'm not really too concerned about them. I mean, listen, you got Denver. Denver's going to continue to be like the odds on favorite. I did Sacramento just run like God last year with nobody getting hurt and get like ceiling performances from a lot of role players or does Sacramento. Is this sustainable? Maybe they add a couple pieces to in the off season. And then like Keegan Murray develops a little bit more. And then they're, they are still a top four team. Memphis is going to be in flux, right? Cause you're missing John Morant for almost a third of the season. There's also some like weird rumors that Tyus Jones might get moved out of Memphis, which I think is kind of wild. But so Memphis is in flux a little bit. And then you like the Phoenix Clippers, right? So the uh, like Phoenix added Bradley Beal. I mean, I, I think if they stay healthy, they're a top four team. The Clippers, I mean, who knows how many games Kawhi and Paul George are going to play together. They're just kind of a mess. And you got Golden State, who uh, it looks like they're keeping their core together. I, I wonder what they do with Jordan Poole. There's rumors that they're trying to move up in the draft, but now it sounds like they're keeping Kaminga. It's very confusing what Golden State's going to do. You got Minnesota Timberwolves, who played like a full season. Listen, and we, I, I still think the Rudy Gobert trade is like one of the worst trades of all times, but they're still going to get regular season Ws. They didn't have a full squad last year. After the trade with Mike, Con I know, I don't think Mike Conley's. Um, 
under contract, right? But I maybe they figure out the point guard situation and Cat's actually healthy this season. They're going to win regular season games. I don't think they have a ceiling as a playoff team, but they're still going to be okay. Oklahoma City Thunder, we saw what they did the second half of the season. Now they're getting Chet Holmgren, uh, Chet Holmgren back in there. They also have the number 12 pick as well. Like the Thunder, uh, they're like my, I feel like the Thunder might finish top six. That's going to be my take. They're gonna not even going to be the playing game. I still haven't mentioned the Lakers yet. Who else am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting more teams. So I don't know. I think the Suns are still going to be a top four team. Tesla in the chat saying Suns got to make at least the Western Conference Finals. They could probably average 130 if they stay healthy. Beal doesn't need the ball to go off either, which is why I like the offensive fit. Yeah, but Beal's not really like a, they've got a bunch of mid-range shooters. I don't know. Also, one other note about the Bradley Beal thing that is kind of nuts that I know has been reported on already, but holy crap, happy Father's Day to Bradley Beal's agent, right? So Bradley Beal's son, the CEO of the Phoenix Suns, oh, no, Bradley Beal's son, sorry. Bradley Beal's agent's son is the CEO of the Phoenix Suns. And on Father's Day was like, here's Bradley Beal. We will take dog shit in return. Incredible work. Incredible work. Yeah, you got the Spurs getting Wembayama back. Wembayama, right? Um, and then who knows what they're going to do in the offseason. And then Golden State. Oh, I already mentioned Golden State. The Mavs, Luke, and who knows what's going to happen with Kyrie. And the, speaking of Kyrie, like those are the next dominoes to fall too, right? So uh, what is Dallas going to do? They have the number 10 pick. Are they going to make a move? Are they going to sign Kyrie, sign and trade Kyrie? Just let Kyrie, or is Kyrie just going to go elsewhere? You got James Harden, who now I think uh, Bill Simmons on a podcast this week was like, there's actually a lot of buzz now that Harden's going to stay with Philly, which then that changes the trajectory of what the fuck Houston was going to do, right? Because Houston was like, we're going to throw James a bag. We're going to have a vet in here. If you are, is it Brooklyn that has Phoenix's? Uh, is it Brooklyn that has Houston's first round pick this year? Because if, or it's either, it's either OKC or Brooklyn has uh, Houston's first-round pick. So if they're not able to get vets to raise their ceiling, one of those teams is going to be getting a big-time first-round pick. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. But those are like the next big dominoes. And I imagine some of that happens before the NBA draft, right? Which, again, on Thursday that we're going to be at, mm, mm, Excited to be at the draft. Uh, speaking of Bradley, though, let's remind the people, like the stream, subscribe, hashtag BL, drop it in the chat. We're going to give away a hustle and a slow moment here at the end of the show. But yeah, and one more thing, because I saw the joke, Kyrie to the Suns for league minimum. That's legit what the Suns are going to be working with for the next couple of years. Like all of their free Asian pickups are going to have to be dudes like for $1.5 million a year. They have... No outs. Like they've got uh Bill Simmons said that in his podcast with Ryan Rosillo today. Like they they have no outs. They can't. It's not like KD is gonna have massive value to make moves. They have no picks to work off of. You're not gonna be able to move off of Bradley Beal. So, like, what are you gonna do? Trade Devin Booker if it doesn't work? Has an owner in NBA history come in and just like lobbed grenades at the league like this ever in NBA history? I the only time I can think about it is Mikhail Prokolov, right? When he came in for Brooklyn. And he was like, let, uh, can I do a Russian accent? Let me, give me all the Celtics. Give me all of the old Celtics. I will give you all of the picks, okay? I will give you pick next year. I will give you pick year after that. Darren Williams, Utah Jays. Let's bring Darren Williams over to Brooklyn. Hey, we started off well, right? That accent was kind of, we were vibing for a little bit, right off the fucking rails by the end of it. Um, rumors are the Mavs are the only team interested in Irving. How crazy would that be, right? Kyrie is like, I'm going where I'm getting a max. He looks around the landscape of the league. No one is giving him a max. And all of a sudden, Dallas gets a deal on it. However, I don't think that's the case because if if it's not going to be a max, I bet like, the well, the Lakers, I don't think they can do it. You drinking Yerba, mate? You, what's Yerba? Oh, is this a French thing? Or, I mean, a Russian thing? I'm drinking. I'm just drinking. I, I'm sorry, homies. I feel like you just made a great joke right now and I missed it. So I'm sorry. Oh, that's true. Shiggins. That's a big thing about accents for me anyways, is that I need like a, cause like when I do the Australian accent, I always go Panini, right? And then Panini, mate, you down under. And then all of a sudden I'm writing those picks. Uh, I mean, I'm writing that, um, 
I'm right in there. So same thing. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, your balls. Your, what? What's going on here? Um. Yeah, it did go French at the Gayaki. I got man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um. All right. The other thing I want to talk about. People said. Uh, I think it was regulator. As a Celtics fan, are you relieved that the Beelster didn't go to Miami? Uh. Yeah. So the. The Miami deal, right, was I think they were rumoring it was like Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, uh, maybe Tyler Hero, like some some version of that. I saw Hayward Highsmith. And they basically all the rumors listed every single Miami Heat player. Um, but uh, I think Chris Haynes reported that so Miami, Miami Heat. Uh, they were like, Miami Heat was aware of the package that the Phoenix Suns were uh, offering and decided to remove themselves from the Bradley Beal sweepstakes because Damian Lillard. Uh, and that's, I think they're they're under the belief that Dame time is about to experience heat culture, that Dame is ready to actually move. So after the will he, won't he, for the last 55 years, after the Dame who cried wolf, after everyone was like, everyone else is trying to trade Dame, but Dame doesn't want to be traded. It sounds like the move might actually happen. And it also feels like, based on the reporting, that Bam wouldn't be included in the deal. I don't know how they make this work without including Bam's contract. Like, is it really just going to be Tyler Hero, Duncan Ross? Is Miami just going to collect as many white guys as they can getting paid and then send it to Portland for Dame? Honestly, maybe Portland would react well to that. Like, we love white guys. Portlandia, coffee. There's, like, lots of stuff for them to do there. But I just don't understand how that's the value you're getting back with Dame. Um, Dame in Miami, though, I think that's great. We put a short out today, and someone was like, Dame doesn't know how to move the ball. It was something like that Dame plays for himself, not for teams. I hate that take. I think that take is garbage. I think if you surround... Dame with somebody like Bam, who cleans up a lot of the defensive inefficiencies, right? Down low, you've got Jimmy Butler. And then is there been a team or an organization in the history of the league that is better at just finding scrubs and making them perfect role players? I feel like that would be an incredible fit. And I think that would immediately launch them into the top tier of the East. I think that puts you up there with the Milwaukee's, with the Boston's, and with the Phillies. And I can't believe, because I'm notorious for during the offseason and the beginning of the regular season being like, Miami is trash, Miami is trash, Miami is trash. And then last year, I was proven wrong. This year, I looked like a genius because they were the 8-9 seed. They were like battling to just stay in the playing game. And then they get smoked in that first game. And then they just wax everybody the rest of the way until they get to the finals. So uh, regulators said Dame could lead the young Blazers to the playoff next season. They will need a more athletic center. Mm. I just think there's too many better teams in the West. I mean, I know there, there's a lot of parity in the West and everybody's pretty close. But I, I don't know. Yeah, Dame to Miami is a great fit. I agree. I think that's. I mean, I'm never going to root for Miami, but uh, that uh, that does make them a title contender. Um, and Snoopaloop with a great point, too, saying Dame to literally anyone would be a great fit. I do think, though, like all of these moves, and I, you know, I'm biased. You know I'm biased. No matter what the move is, to me, this feels like the Nuggets are still the best team. Like Bradley Beal going to Phoenix is fun. And depending on what the rest of their moves are and how they figure out the five, like is Jacques Landau, is he going to be like the big center that takes him over to the next level? Or if they add Miles Turner and TJ McConnell, are you just kind of like, all right, maybe the maybe Phoenix can really take it to him. But I don't see anybody in the West that really is going to contend. Uh, and even in the East, look at, I mean, I guess Milwaukee, depending on what they do, but Milwaukee still has some weird choices to make here. And maybe we're maybe we're just talking about it too soon because we still have free agency. We still have the NBA draft. It sounds like there's still going to be movers and shakers. I know the Celtics were talking about moving up in the draft. Brad Stevens was doing some, some stuff. So there's still a lot of things to shake out, but I don't know. Dame to Miami. So if Dame goes to Miami, how do you feel about it in the chat? I think my take, if Dame goes to Miami, they are a top three team in the East. 
and probably the favorite to come out. I think I would take that. I would take that squad over everybody, I think. Just because of the faith I have in Eric Spolstra, in the Heat culture, and them finding scrubs. Because even if they lose Gabe Vincent, and then they, you'd be losing Duncan and Tyler Hero. So you lose Gabe, Duncan, Hero. You plug in uh, Dame. Did I say Dame? You, you lose, I'm sorry. You lose Gabe. Gabe, Hero, Duncan Robinson. You already said maybe Hayward Highsmith is the next generation heat culture. But you still got Lowry running around out there shaking that big booty. You got Dame now in there. Your starting five is probably some mashup of Dame. Caleb Martin, they still have under contract, right? I don't know if he's playing the two. But Dame, Caleb, Jimmy Bucks, Bam. Probably got maybe Omer Yurtz then. Maybe he, he takes off. Yeah. Weisberg says it's going to be a busier offseason than usual. I'd expect a lot of this week pre-draft and then a lot of movement in the early. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of movement. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it, though. I'm excited for the movement. He still need a four. Yeah, they do still need a four. But I again, right? I like to try to think about who are those teams, those players that are like, you know what? Give me a one-year, $3 million deal so I can go get a chip. I think if you're ranking the teams that you would like to play for, right, in that scenario, it's probably Denver 1. If this trade with Dame happens, Miami 2, Phoenix 3, right? The Lakers are always going to be on that list because it's L.A. I don't know. I feel like this is legit. Uh, personally, Joker Rock says, I'll be holding my breath until the draft is over here. The Grizz want to be active, but do not want them trading away, guys, just for an, a shiny new piece. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the Grizz, right, I think Chris Paul, if they're really talking about moving Tyus Jones, Chris Paul would be an interesting fit there because you're getting an adult in the room, which clearly Memphis is in need of. You're getting a point guard who can man the ship here until Ja comes back for Christmas Day. And then you can put him in a reserve role while Ja's back. I don't kind of hate that. I'll honestly... If I'm like I, the Chris Paul to the Clippers was talked about a little bit, which is hilarious. Chris Paul, Kawhi George, uh, Kawhi George, Jesus Christ, they got married. Chris Paul, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, all on the same team. I think combined might play 82 games, and I don't mean together on the court. I mean combined, the three of them will play 82 games. I kind of like Chris Paul to the Celtics too, assuming they move off of one of their guards, whether it's Brogdon, Smart, or White. Chris Paul coming in there as like, again, an adult in the room, some leadership. He's not going to start in this world, right? He's probably coming off the bench. You don't need him to play that much. I like that. Here's another fun one for you. Chris Paul to Utah. Utah's got this like crazy amount of cap space this year. Lori Marketing's on a weird deal where he's like super valuable. He's just cheap. It's like 17 million this year, 18 million next year. Utah's not going to do this because I think Utah wants to lose again this year. But Utah has the cap space where they could like get a. I mean, they were super competitive with the dudes they were running out this year. They make a couple of moves all of a sudden, they're sneaky good. But my favorite Chris Paul landing spot that I've already talked about send him to San Antonio, baby. Put him next to Victor. Get Victor and CP Tree running around. I love that. I love that. Sneep saying Chris Paul doesn't fit with the Memphis vibe. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I heard, uh, I saw this floating around on Twitter. Uh, Westbrook, PG3, and Wall would all have, all three have played for the same teams. Uh, the other thing I saw was Westbrook, uh, Wall, and uh, um, CP. Oh, did you mean CP3 and not Paul George 3? You must have meant CP3. Um, Paul to the Clippers in three team trade, Westbrook to the Suns. Westbrook to the Suns would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, CP3 is probably going to the Lakers or Clippers. I don't think Washington will release him. David Aldridge reported yesterday they're fine with letting him go. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. I'll be, I, I'm fascinated. I think th that's why I'm so excited to be at the draft this week. I think the draft is going to be so fun. I'm jacked for it. I'm jacked to go to the draft. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that. Yeah, we're talking about Utah in the chat. I do kind of like that Utah move. I think that would be kind of fun. I think it would be a good time. Send them to send them to Utah. Um, all right, let's. I want to make sure. Did I hit most of the notes here? I had. Uh, did, 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 yeah, yeah, we did that. 
Um, Zinger and Kuz, we talked about that. I'm curious what they do next. Uh, where does CP3 end up? We talked about that. Miami. Yeah, we did it. We I think we covered most of the news. Um, ooh, Courtside said I won tickets to the draft from So Rare, but couldn't afford the flights. Could you at least sell the tickets, Courtside? Can we get some Chris Haynes accountability? Dude, there's no accountability in this world, especially when it comes to this stuff. It is wild, right? Reports reports it, and then it's like immediately, immediately no big deal. Uh, let's take a mental health break, and then I wanted to get into it. We'll talk Ja Morant for a little bit. I know we talked a little about Ja on Friday, um, and then we're also going to do a little hustle and slow. Reminder, though, before we do this, what's my hair doing, by the way? Uh, like the stream, subscribe, hashtag Beal into the chat. Uh, let's do a little mental health. Let's hit him with a little HJs in the morning. How about a little bit of HJs in the morning? I'm sorry this didn't come with a hand job. I just don't think it's included in the airdrops. It's stylistically, that's tough to include that in an airdrop. So uh, that came out Friday. And also, hey, pats on our backs, right? Pats on our backs. I think it was either early. It was either Monday of last week or the week before. We said, get ready. The Friday, we're going to get a Friday news dump about John Morant, John Morant's suspension, right? They wanted to wait till the parade was over, but before this week, because they didn't want to happen. They didn't want it happening on the draft, right? Draft week. Now the focus is on the draft. No one's going to be talking about it anymore. We called it out, and then I was like, I loved it because then every podcast I listened to on Wednesday and Thursday last week was like, well, get ready to fire up the podcast machine. We're going to get a Friday news dump. So it felt good. felt like we were ahead of the curse. Uh, shout out Team Holt. And then sure enough, 25 game suspension, which is kind of close to what our fun take was, right? We were saying make it 18 games so that he can't qualify for anything uh, like the – like, well, he's still qualified for all-star if they get voted in, but he can't qualify for um, any all-NBAs, can't qualify for any um, MVP, any, like, end-of-the-year awards he can't qualify because he's not going to play the minimum of games, right? So they land on the number 25, which I'll be honest, based on, like, the reporting of it after the fact, it kind of feels like the entirety of the suspension was based on making the league look dumb. And Sam Amick had a report, uh, a piece for the athletic that I thought was pretty good, but it, it was, um, basically like the league was pissed that the, that he did it again. He made it sound like he was like, yeah, dude, I get it. I get the stakes. I messed up blamed alcohol for a lot of it too. It sounds like in that meeting. And then less than two months later did it again. Uh, but it was pretty interesting looking at the report and, they were comparing all of the other suspensions that have happened prior, right? And it was like, obviously, this wasn't Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas got 50 games. He brought the guns in. Like, that was crazy. Like, what Gilbert did, Gilbert was on one that day, right? But uh, Miles Bridges, there was a, um, what was the hefty dude that, uh, Raymond Felton. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Raymond Felton. No disrespect. But uh, Raymond Felton, there was a bunch of other guys, too, that were listed in this report that all got less games than what Jog got. And all were arrested for something or they were like criminally charged for something, which is the difference between what happened with all of those guys in jaw. And that I think is what the jaw defenders or the gun defenders have come out and said. It's like, yo, jaw didn't do anything illegal. Like he didn't, there was no criminal charges on any of this stuff. So like truly this is an image related suspension. It feels like, which once it's, defined in that way makes me feel a little uneasy so it's like the perception of all of this the taint of all of this is what is where the punishment is coming from and it's weird because i do agree that he should be suspended because right just because you didn't break the law doesn't mean you didn't do something wrong at work and even though he wasn't at work it's an extension of work but it is when you spell it out like that it is kind of weird. Um, and yeah, I see Weisberg's comment, right? The NBA PA came out and released a statement yesterday or Friday after that suspension happened that basically was like, hey, uh, there's some phrasing in this suspension that's a little weird from the league. Um, and so they're going to appeal, or they haven't announced that they're going to appeal it, but they're exploring options. And I wonder, 
there's a part of me that thinks that they won't appeal it because they're just like, we need this to go away for Jaws image, all of it. It just needs to go away. And if we, if we do appeal it, it means we're litigating this. We're talking about it for a long, a much longer time than probably both sides want. Um, but we'll see. They have 30 days to decide to appeal and who knows. Um, how much of the penalty was for lying to the commission? No, I do think, I actually think most of it is that. I think most of it is that. I think it's you, you know, you made Adam Silver, you made the NBA, you made the league look stupid. Um, I think a lot of it is that. Paul says, aren't all the suspensions image related? The suspensions don't replace legal percussions, if any. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's a really good point, Paul. That's a good point by you. But hey, I'm I'm excited to no longer talk about it. I think like if we zoom out a little bit, this just blows. You know, whether you're Grizzlies fans or uh, whether you are a Grizzlies fan or not, Jaws like the most exciting player in the league. You know, he's a high flyer. He's fun. He talks shit even when he doesn't back it up. Right? He's fun. He's fun to have in the league. The league's more fun when he's playing, and it sucks that. He's being dumb. It sucks that he's not going to play until Christmas. It's If you're a Grizzlies fan, it sucks. They were supposed to be this up-and-coming team, this young team that has a front office that seems to nail every pick, whether it's Desmond Bain, whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, they've gotten production from all of these dudes. And they're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully this is the last of it. Just, you know, for good vibes, hopefully. This is for Jaws' mental health. I hope this is the last of it. I hope he's able to turn this around. Um, Merk, am I saying, to be honest, I don't envy Adam Silver. Hard decision for him, too. Yeah, I mean, I like, there is no right answer here. I think either way, you're kind of, like, if it was 10 games, people are like, are you shitting me? It's two more games than the first time. And 25 feels crazy harsh. I think people calling for half the season or a full season were insane. I think that's, like, the worst take. Um, That, yeah, that's, like, Twitter in a nutshell is that stuff, so... But I'm happy that it's going to be almost done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want Ja to be back. I want him to be playing basketball. I want it to be fun. I want Memphis to be good. Memphis being good was a fun story. So hopefully that's that's it. Uh, any other like NBA big picture things that happened the last couple of days you guys want to talk about before we talk a little bit about the hustle and the slow? You know what? Whose vibes are great? The team hold crew in Vegas. Yo, let's go. We are, I don't know how many days away. What is it, like 15, 18? I don't know. I can't do math. Sorry, I didn't mean to share that. We are going to Vegas in just a few weeks, baby. And I'm I'm very excited. Uh, flights are obviously booked. Hotel is booked. Um, I've already bought Advil. I've already bought a lot of stuff. Um, I'm excited. I'm just jacked up. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going to share a link. If you are going to Vegas, do me a favor Fill out this Google Forms. It just gives us a feel for who's coming. To uh, We get a bunch of different stuff happening, and I just want to get vibes for um, who's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to switch this real quick. Let's do this move right here. Viva Las Vegas. Um, so here we go. We're getting out there July. I'm actually getting out there July 5th. July 5th, we're going to be out there. We're going to NBA Summer League games on that Friday. We have the live show on Friday at the Sand Dollar Lounge. We've got the Shot Tank crew going to be there. The 89 Cavs crew going to be there. Uh, lots of team hold friends and fans. Uh, we are also going to have a couple of special guests, we believe. That's going to be on uh, Friday, 5 to 7 at the Sand Dollar Lounge in Old Vegas. Then we'll go hang out. Uh, we'll have a happy hour at Beer Park on Saturday, NBA Con Saturday. And also, breaking news, Victor Wimbayama's back in Summer League. We didn't think he was going to be playing. The Spurs announced that he wasn't going to play. Now it sounds like he's going to be there. So um, I'm jacked. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up and ready to go. Also, I see JJL Smith in the chat. Let's go. JJL's a legend. He bought JJL, how many hustle and show packs did you buy? Was it like 82? Did I see some wild stuff on there? Uh, but yeah, it looks like Wemby's going to be playing in Vegas. Honestly, I'm so excited about this. I was at, uh, and like real quick, I just want to say, uh, to have like a little uh, in perspective thing here. I went to a friend's birthday party this weekend and it was a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while. It was their 30th birthday party. Um, uh, 30, yeah, 30th birthday. And I, it was like a lot of comedy friends that I haven't seen like since probably before the pandemic. A lot of people I used to perform with, all that stuff, right? And they were like, hey, what have you been up to? And first of all, trying to explain what this is, is 
bonkers. Uh, it's nuts. Be like, well, I actually, as a in my late thirties, I decided to be decided to be a YouTuber. But to be able to say like, oh yeah, we're going to Vegas. We go to Vegas every year now. This is our third year doing it. Not only do we go, we're doing a live show and like people come. So I'm very humbled that people are just down to go, let alone come to the show. They just show up to this shit every day. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. So appreciate everybody. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it did feel bonkers trying to explain what the hell any of this is. But we love it. We love it. Um, is the special guest Wemby? I can pro actually, no, the special guest is not Wemby, even though, even though this is, if you want to do some, uh, some always sunny, uh, crazy town gift. Ooh, that was dangerous, huh? Oh yeah. Meme this baby. Uh, but if you want to, <laughs> if you want to do some, uh, some tinfoil hats, we do talk to so rare occasionally. They are a French company. Victor Wembyama, French. Bonjour, Victor. Uh, could be fun. Could be fun. I think it's pretty easy to explain with a simple Dort drop. Yeah, we do. You know what? Let's do a Dort drop. Uh, if you haven't turned the volume down yet, get ready because in five, in four, in three, in two, give me a little Dort report. Dort, Dort, I'm going to listen. I'm going to talk a little bottom shot here and I'm going to do a bunch of positive things first. It seems like even though the drop was delayed, seemed like it was good. The hustle and show moments for the most part had a good time. They didn't sell out right away. Took a little while to sell out, but even I, even I got some packs. All right. Because it was trade tickets and I had some trade tickets. I was excited about it. I was very excited about, no, uh, hold on. I was excited to open the packs. I wasn't excited about the packs themselves, but I got the little tingle again. You know what I'm saying? I felt something for the first time in a while, and that was exciting. Um, it seemed like universally those went over really well. I'm going to pull up uh, Top Shot here for a second, which uh, to remind the people, if you haven't liked the stream, subscribe, hashtag Beal. Go ahead and do that now. Let's go over to the marketplace. Also, there's Steve's getting a moment right there. Let's go over to the marketplace. Let's see how these bad boys are holding up. We're going to start. Whoa, what is, okay. Let's start with the finals legendaries first. Of course, those are the ones listed. Do they, how is it newest game date? Oh, that's how it's filtered right now. All right, I'm going to sort by NBA finals. Here we go, series four. Um, And let's do uh, high to low here. So, I found this fascinating that Christian Brown was the most expensive one because he has the rookie badge, I guess, right? Because he has all these badges. So a low ask of 953, Jamal Murray, a low ask of 837. These are all because of what was it? A 499, right? And we know the challenge is going on, but the lowest one being Aaron Gordon still above pack price, which is pretty exciting. I think that's good. I think that's a positive thing, right? So that's, that's cool. Um, shout out to those who have them. And even the average sales are all over 499 as well. Uh, well, Kyle Lowry at 497. I also like have been noticing most of the sales seem to be happening on the floaty. So shout out floaty. Uh, but let's go look at the hustling show. Cause that was the one I was more interested in. Oops. I spelled hustle very wrong. Um, because I think more people participated in this, right? So again, these are going for packs. Kai Jones at $12. Can somebody explain this shit to me? Can somebody explain why Kai Jones is $12? I'm sure there's a reason. Is it because he's got a debut? Is that what it is? Uh, so anyways, there you go. Kai Jones, you got a Zion right there at four. Cole, four, four. Bunch of $4 moms. They all seem to be four. Then it drops down to three once we get the Caruso. Uh, Markel Fultz, you got the livers, old Linux. All right. It, it, so three is the floor on these. It's the Series 4 bottleneck. TSC, good, good Lord. Good Lord. Who guys, this anyways, whatever. Um, I'm seeing the Wi-Fi is down. What's going on? Okay, the Wi-Fi might be back. The thing I wanted to do, and I know Brandon uh from the curation team replied to my tweet. I I joked that I would argue, or a case could be made that Ben Simmons hustled not to show. Went out of his way, hustled his hardest to not show. I think it's so funny. And I know this is Ben Simmons' first game back in Philadelphia, I think. Gets the steal, slaps it away, out for the breakaway, right? I think it is hilarious that Ben Simmons is included in the hustling show. I know that is a hustling show play, 
I just think everything we know about Ben Simmons to include him in this set is peak comedy. <laughs> I, it made me giggle. It made me giggle. So uh, shout out to all of you. Hey, and maybe you were down for it. Maybe you were down for it. I saw a lot of tweets too around the set being like, uh, I can't believe I get to complete it for 60 bucks. So listen, if that's where we're at, I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. If that's where we're at, that was like, hey, listen, I got to complete a set that I was excited about for relatively cheap. You didn't lose a lot of money on it. You didn't make a lot of money on it unless you just printed Kai Jones. Um, so there you go. You get W's. You get W's. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So overall, I, how did you guys feel about the experience? Both with, I know it was annoying because we tried to stream the hustle and show draft, uh, hustle and show uh, drop, and I know that they they moved it back a couple of times, which made it a little bit challenging. But outside of that, was there any sort of issues, or did you guys, for the most part, just have like a really good experience with it? I know a couple of people landed some really solid moments. The one thing I did see, I saw a tweet over the weekend that Top Shot uh, fumbled up the airdrop. Um, they fumbled up, uh, they were sending the wrong drops to the wrong users, uh, like Dingling got two packs that he wasn't supposed to get, but then he just sent them back or he like opened them and sent it. I don't know how they remedied it, but it seemed like it was fine. It is a little bizarre that we are, you think about how many users were lining up and getting packs two years ago. And then you fast forward to now there's like 3000 active users. I know there's more than that, but there's probably like three to 5,000 people regularly participating in stuff. And they are still running into these issues where they have to move drops back and they're having a tough time airdropping the right things to the right people. And I guess maybe the counter to that, the defense to that is that, Hey, listen, they're constantly tweaking stuff and by tweaking stuff and being innovative and trying new things, you're going to have these issues. And maybe there's, maybe it's that, right? Maybe that, maybe that is the thing. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, JJL says I'm getting 248 packs come series five. Holy hell. That's a lot of packs. Are those just an airdrops JJL? I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy talk, baby. I'm back. My all day stuff been moving the last few weeks. Yeah, well, I haven't looked. I'll be. I don't think I own an all day moment, or maybe I have a couple of them. I haven't looked at all day in a while. I'm sure I will in a little bit. And speaking of which, right? So as the off season gets a little bit quieter, I know free agency is going to be wild. Trades are going to be wild. But as we get into like late July and early August, we're going to start messing around with some new stuff. I'm going to try doing like an underdog football. We're doing it with John Boy uh, once a week. But if you guys have thoughts on other types of things that you'd like to other types of content you'd like to see and dive into, uh, definitely let me know. I'm, I'm happy to move around or I'm happy to like try some stuff out. Working on uh, securing guests like once a week. was that my mic went down then my camera went off dude is this big government is this big government coming i didn't unplug it by the way there's something that happens where it's like my this happened on the show on friday where my mic just resets anyways whatever my bad my bad bitches but we good we're back now um all right let's we're gonna wrap here like the stream subscribe hashtag veal baby uh, reminder, so this is the schedule for the rest of Zavik, unless some crazy shit happens. So tomorrow we'll be back with the NBA bit. On Wednesday, I'm going to do more of a midday afternoon type show. Uh, then John Boy Beats is going to be coming on later in the night to draft something. And I believe we'll have the 89 Cavs on Wednesday. So Wednesday is going to be a full day. Uh, Thursday, we'll have the NBA bit. And then Thursday night, stay tuned because Jay Catch and myself will be on at the draft, making some content as well that we'll fire out the next day. And then Friday, we should have the NBA bit as well. One other thing too, I, um, I shot a video yesterday, uh, for a friend of mine, um, doing some like football comedy shit. 
Uh, so I'll retweet that and probably share it on socials and stuff. So give that a little, give that a little algo boost tonight. If you don't, or today, if you don't mind, that should be coming out. It's basically pretending to be Deandre Hopkins, uh, agent. So it should be a good time. Should be a good time. Um, but I appreciate everyone being here as always. Uh, sign up for Vegas. If you're not go to fucking Vegas, baby, Vegas, baby. Uh, actually, let me share that link one more time and then we'll spin the giveaway. Uh, this is going to be for the Ben Simmons hustling show. Yes, you did. You damn right. That's what we're giving away. We're giving away, baby. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you get this, shoot me a DM at Mike's carrying, join the discord. Just touch all of the links. In the show notes, follow our other YouTube channel, touch all them links. It's going to Matic Auto, baby. Smoke them up, Matic Auto. Smoke them up one time. Uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Happy Monday. We out here. See you guys tomorrow morning. Where's the video? We're out. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.